This is Sarthak Dilavri. You are listening to the Mental Pad podcast. I am a musician. I play guitar. Sometimes I sing and I also produce music. I have two bands, a funk hard rock experimental project called Candies and Chaos and an Indian metalcore progressive band called Durvasa. Both the bands have the music on all the leading music platforms and Durvasa's latest single Metanoia is out now on all the music platforms like Apple Music, Spotify, etc. The solo that you heard in the starting is from the song itself. So feel free to check out the music. I've been playing guitar for nearly 10 years and in the past year have released a number of songs professionally with my band. But how can I help you? If you're someone who wants to pick up the guitar or any other instrument but are thinking twice about it, this podcast is for you. If you already play an instrument, sing or are connected with music in any other way but are not really sure how to take things further, then this podcast is definitely for you. I'm going to talk about my journey as a musician and how you can start with something like a guitar. How to practice which applies to all kinds of players. Whether or not you should spend time on music theory, how to make good guitar tones and even record and release your music. For the sake of easy understanding, I'll try to keep things as simple as possible. And who doesn't like simple stuff? Let's go all the way back to 2008 when I saw this movie called Rock On and dreamt of playing the guitar. Then in 2009 when I was rocking all the cliche music that we love on my iPod, Linkin Park, Green Day, Metallica, etc., my desire to learn guitar got stronger and stronger day by day. Finally in 2010 my parents took me for guitar lessons and I started with the acoustic guitar. I bought my first electric guitar a year later, completed the prime 8 grades of electric guitar under Rock School London in 2012 and in 2014 became the youngest Indian to achieve a distinction. in the rock school performance diploma exam but all this sounds like a biography right throughout these events in my life there have been a huge number of ups and downs but that never seemed to affect me or my goals and i want you to do the same the most important thing about investing your time in music is the will the will to strive harder and get better at what you do so no matter whether you are a beginner or an intermediate level player the things i'm going to talk about will apply to everyone So what makes a great guitar player? When you look at players like Steve Vai, Guthrie Govan, Paul Gilbert, John Petrucci, who are among the best known virtuosos of the modern era, or even classic players like David Gilmour or Brian May, is the feel, the tone and the note selection. The feel is a combination of known and accidental factors which make your guitar sing. The tone is the sound of your guitar which you have developed using your equipment. The note selection is the phrasing and the arrangement of the notes that you play and that too at key moments. Honestly, it takes more than practice to get these right. And everyone has a different method. Stick till the end of this podcast and you will get more than a handful of information that will help you quite a lot in your journey. How do you exactly start with the guitar? One question I get asked a lot is whether one should start with an acoustic guitar or an electric guitar. The point is that the acoustic is relatively less comfortable to play on due to the thicker necks and heavier string gauges normally used on the acoustic. This helps in building the callus on your fingertips and also helps in the overall development of your finger movements. Take this as an example. You learn to ride a cycle before you can ride a motorbike, right? Hence the first step is to buy an acoustic guitar which you feel comfortable while holding and get yourself a teacher. Now there's a massive chunk of videos and tutorials available on the internet 
but a good teacher will kind of streamline your learning curve and the in-person interaction with the teacher is miles better than a Skype lesson or a video tutorial. Though in the later stages of playing guitar, I would certainly recommend going through such tutorials online. The guitar is a beautiful instrument, but you might be a bit confused holding it for the first time. I remember my first time. First time holding a guitar was pretty much worse than driving a car for the first time. <laughs> if you're not sure about the tuning, then take it to someone who knows how to play the guitar. They'll surely be able to help you. Eventually, you can just download any good guitar tuning app and learn how to tune through a number of YouTube videos. All this is followed by regular practice and learning. You know, learning something new every week. Try to stick to learning not more than four new chord shapes every week, say for the first month. The more stuff you cram in there, the more confusing it is gonna be. Also work on your dexterity. The coordination of the left and the right hand is the most important factor over here. It's certainly gonna hurt. Let it hurt. The fingers will get stronger. Also don't get scared if you break a string or two in the start. I cried when mine did. That was stupid. String replacement is fairly easy in most guitars and normally cheap. Now I come to the next topic. Is music theory useful? Yes, it is. Is it necessary? Not at all. Some of the best players like Wes Montgomery and B.B. King were never really well versed with theory in the early years of their playing. However, I'll say this. Theory makes you understand things a lot better. If you're stuck playing the same thing again and again, theory allows you to break the monotony and maybe even try some other alternatives that might sound different yet musical. It allows you to be able to jam with other musicians in a rather clever manner. It makes sharing ideas of a composition easier. Even while you're tracking songs, basic music theory allows you to program your instruments if needed. If you release your music professionally, then you can transcribe it and release sheet music. That's revenue for you. Another cool thing about music theory is that you are able to appreciate and look at music in a different light. At least the good music that's out there, which has been made in a creative and innovative manner. So basic music theory lessons won't hurt. The idea of covers is interesting. At least when it comes to covering instrumentally technical music like Dream Theater or Polyphia, particularly for me. But the plan is to not get too carried away by covers. I've seen a lot of players who spend hours covering songs, but they lack the ability to compose a good riff or even write decent solos. The problem lies in their method of covering stuff. You see, the whole point of covering something is to learn from those songs and implement those ideas in your playing to develop a style of your own. Now, if you are someone who has a good instinct for composing, then great. But if you struggle to come up with melodies or patterns, then you gotta work hard on yourself. Take a song you like, study the licks and patterns used in that song, try to break those licks and compose similar sounding ones by yourself, then slowly add more variation to see where you can take it. Include such ideas in your song. Eventually, you'll come up with an idea of your own. The most important thing is to develop a sound of your own, which people struggle with. So once you've got all these things sorted, how do you practice? Now this is particularly gonna be for intermediate to advanced players. I'd suggest stick to covering up to two, three songs a week. Focus on practicing finger strength building exercises and also focus on the big four techniques as I say. Alternate picking, legato, tapping and sweep picking. If you're not familiar with these terms, you can definitely Google them. I won't really go into detail because it'll sound way too technical, but the people who know it, 
they'll understand. So eventually you can start integrating a bit more of techniques like hybrid picking to your legatos and mix and match the techniques. Also, don't completely ignore your rhythmic chops. Try to keep your right hand in check. Too much movement will lead to fatigue. Too much forearm movement might even turn out to be really aggressive for your strings. Always practice with a metronome. Even if it really pinches or you're not able to get the timing right, a metronome will sort of trigger your brain signals and even help to build that muscle memory of yours. You never really go out of time if you start practicing with a metronome daily. Trust me. Also, avoid practicing one particular lick or segment for more than an hour. The brain starts acting weird. Now, practicing is really good, but one good suggestion that I can give is to keep recording yourself. Like, record yourself properly. Only then will you be able to hear what you actually sound like and how much do you need to work on yourself. For a simple recording gear, all you need is a very basic interface. An interface that gives low latency, which is basically something that is going to take your input signals from the guitar and then transfer them to your computer where you're going to use a digital audio workstation or a DAW. Can be any DAW, you know, there's FL Studio, Cubase, uh, Mac users can make use of Logic Pro, Studio. It is totally up to your taste. So once you're set with your DAW, you can download some plugins or you can use your processors to dial in the tones for that. And when you start recording yourself, you get a better insight into your creative mind. Already you can store things, you can mix and match stuff here and there. You can even compose a lot of good musicians, write music through their DAWs. Or even they use transcription softwares like Guitar Pro if they're not able to play what they compose. Tone is a fairly subjective thing, but I'll tell you what you can do to make your tone sound good. Clean tones normally aren't a huge problem if your basic setup is good. A hint of chorus effect and mild reverb can spice things up. I like to go easier on the bass and the gain here so that my chords can sing. Now the issues we have are with the high gain overdrive tones, which a lot of people struggle to get right. The trick is to use a decent amount of noise reduction in the start of your signal chain. The amount of gating depends on the kind of sound you're going for. If it's a rock based song, then mild threshold will be apt. For heavy metal, you can be liberal with the gate. Another thing that you can do is to add a compressor in the start of your chain. It makes the dynamics really even and strong. Also avoid using too much gain. Even for practice guys, I won't suggest using too much gain. Too little of a gain for a heavy metal track will not be apt as well. But too much gain will start masking your mistakes. Alright. What you want is to be completely transparent with the stuff that you write and play and practice. Finally, a low to mid gain amplifier combined with a decent overdrive pedal should do the job. If you need more gain, then you can use a high gain amplifier with an overdrive pedal with lesser drive. These are just the basics of getting a decent tone out of your processor or maybe a plugin like Bias FX. Avoid using too many elements in your tones. Things start sounding really muddy if you do that. So as I told you that I've had a fair share of experience working with bands. Now working with a band is not everyone's cup of tea. It's a lot harder than you think it is. And I've been working with bands since school. Everyone can have a different opinion and can have a different musical direction. If you're forming a band for the first time, the most important thing to consider is working with like-minded people rather than working with the most skilled people. At the end of the day, it is all about the music that you guys make and not really about how proficient everyone sounds. Of course, skill is a major aspect, but compatibility is a bigger and a much more imperative aspect. 
best way to understand your sound and taste is to start with some covers. You can cover songs of different genres as well to see what you guys can manage the best. While composing originals, it is important to focus on what your goal is. How you want your song to sound like and what is your target audience. You see, this whole idea that I make music for myself is really cool. But without an audience to appreciate or enjoy your music, I don't really see the point in producing your songs and putting them out there. So it is really important to take your listeners into consideration. You can either divide the composing and the songwriting work, or maybe you can have one guy compose a song, someone who has a clear idea of the band's sound, whatever works best for you. The idea is to not have clashing opinions, but creative suggestions from the entire band that will help propel your band's sound to a good professional level. With both my bands, we've had a fair share of struggles and issues, but it all came down to our goal of writing a song that we were happy with and believed our target audience would also like. So, for example, the recent release by my band Durbasa, the song is called Metanoia, it talks about changing the world as it has become a barren and desolate place. Now, I wrote the general composition including the lyrics, which was followed by jamming sessions with my drummer Abhinav in our college's music room. Soon, we had Abhinav program the drums accordingly, on which I tracked my demo guitars, and had our keyboardist Basant track his sections on the track and edit some parts of it. We made changes in the arrangement as we progressed and in the tones of all the tracks before we finally had our bass player, Josh, you know, line up his tracks and the violin played by Sai. The demo mix was then used to track our final guitars and vocals at 11 Gage Recordings, Bangalore. Pretty good studio, do check it out, where my band's vocalist Devanshu would have to skip work to track with us. This was followed by intense revisions of our mix to make sure what we present to the audience sounds good professionally and is equally personal to us. This might sound easy, but the entire process of composing, tracking, producing and mixing is a pretty hectic one, which requires money if you're outsourcing your mix and a hell lot of coordination and communication. In the end, it is a collective effort which is solely dependent on your interpersonal relationships. So find people you're comfortable working with and try jamming as much as you can. There is nothing better than jamming to get comfortable with fellow musicians. Some incredible compositions and ideas might just come out of a random jam. It has happened in my bands too. One more thing I'd like to suggest would be to get to know the musical preferences of your bandmates. That'll just get the thought process on the right track as a band and you guys will know what direction you have to take. Also very, very important, please keep your personal and professional lives aside. Worse things happen when that balance is affected and the band has to go through a difficult time. So when it comes to the band decisions, keep them strictly professional. A cool and a fun environment is good, but don't forget to throw in a bit of professionalism in there too. Performing live is all about confidence. You might be the best guitar player in your room, but one mediocre performance might be enough to tell you that those practice hours are not sufficient. So how do you become confident? How do you ace live shows? It's all there in the mind. Not everyone is born with a rock star's confidence, but the best thing that you can do is to create a small audience at home and perform in front of them. Trust me, I gained my confidence by performing in front of relatives, family, friends, and those aunties that you have in your society. For youngsters, school and college are the best places to build confidence. Another important factor is stage presence. For that, you gotta loosen up a bit. Try jumping with your guitar or try some of those less fatal moves at home. Remember to use strap locks while doing such a thing. 
otherwise purchase a grave for your guitar. <laughs> Another major factor is the crowd interaction. Try finding new ways of interacting with the crowd. It can be going up to their side and headbanging, or even maybe making eye contact and smiling. Not that creepy smile. A sweet one, please. And at times, at live shows, you might not have enough time for soundcheck. So the best thing is to be prepared before going up on stage. Having tuned up your guitar properly, having your strap, cables and effects units in place. Always keep spare picks with you at a convenient place and always be careful with those cables while performing. So with this, I come to the very last section of this discussion. Thank you for being so patient. The last topic is motivation. How do you motivate yourself? How do you tell yourself to keep going and keep working on yourself even when you're having a low phase? Now, I'm not really a professional motivator, not at all. But I do have some hacks which you might be able to use when you find yourself in such a situation. While practicing, if you find something really hard, then find a simple song to work on, something easier basically. That'll give you a morale boost. If you think you're stuck at one point while composing, then take a break from your guitar or any other instrument that you play for a few days and just listen to some good music. Explore music. Discover new music. You never know when inspiration will strike you. If you feel you are not able to get better at your playing no matter what you do, then maybe the best solution is to assess what you've been doing. Maybe you've been putting a lot of hours into practicing but your technique isn't right. In such cases, it is best to seek expert advice and take lessons from someone good. There is no shame, absolutely no shame in having a good teacher. Another good thing is to have role models. People who you think are genuinely better than you and the ones who are a huge source of inspiration for you. Sometimes motivation just comes from looking at good players. There's no reason to sulk when you see a good player. Instead, you should just try and get in touch with them and maybe seek advice. And even if this sounds cliche, I'll still mention it. Work on your strengths and stop dwelling on your weaknesses again and again. Yes, it is a great thing to improve your weak techniques, but it's your strengths that should be worked on more and which should be made stronger so that you can shine as a musician. So find those strong areas and become the best player that you can. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope I was able to help you guys a bit and maybe, just maybe you got something out of this discussion. Keep working on yourself. Keep learning new things every day. The guitar is a beautiful instrument that will stay with you forever. So if you're a beginner, then pick up the guitar as soon as you can. Or if you've been playing it for a while, then never ever give up on it. Never give up on music in general. Do remember to check out the latest single called Metanoia by my band Durvasa. It's out now on all music platforms. Take care and stay safe everyone. This is Sarthak Dilavri and you've been listening to the Mentor Pad Podcast.